0: Welcome back to another edition of a Yeah Guys podcast. I'm your host, Rahman. I'm Joe with Tony, and Parker Josh will join a little bit later. Tony, let's get right into the news before we hit
1: some week seven action. Definitely. So, some big news kind of starting off the week. Uh, one of the top uh, tight ends, if not one of the top candidates in the upcoming draft, uh, Georgia tight end Brock Bowers left this past weekend's game against Build- uh, Vanderbilt with a Ankle sprain, and they are confirming now that this injury is something that will need uh, a, a small um, surgery that happened uh, this past Monday. So he will be out four to six weeks. Um, so that could be a big, I guess, slot to fill for that offense because he does a lot of things more than just catch the ball. So that's kind of interesting for Georgia. Also, Iowa, um, they lost their tight end for the the season, Eric All. He Pretty much is like their best team uh, receiver stats-wise, but he did tear his ACL, unfortunately, so he will be out um, in that last week's game against Wisconsin. And then um, Ryan Day is hopeful that three big players uh, for Ohio State are going to be back for this week's massive matchup with uh, Penn State. There is uh, Emuka Agbuka, the fantastic wide receiver who's been out for a few weeks now. Trayvon Henderson again, kind of a depleted, not a depleted, but just kind of a running back situation or running back position that's kind of just been filled with a lot of injuries this year, and then Denzel Burke, who's uh, a big guy on defense. So hopefully they can get those guys back, and then also kind of some good bad news. Um, Air Force enjoying a six and zero season so far, but uh, they could be losing their quarterback for quote a while. Um, he did injure uh, his knee. His name is Zach Larryer. Um, he did injure his knee last week against Wyoming. So we'll see if their undefeated season continues. But um, yeah, he might be out for probably a week or two, maybe more. We'll have to see what the like the diagnosis is moving forward. But that's really all I got. Yeah,
0: that's going to be interesting to see how Georgia goes forward with, without their top weapon, Tony, because like you said, I don't think I've ever seen a, a tight end get used um, you know, in the run game as much as I've seen Brock Bowers get used, so he's definitely a huge piece for Georgia, and we'll see how that maybe affects their offense uh, moving forward. But um, going over the week seven action, it was it was quite a week because we'll start things off with Notre Dame upsetting USC, who was six and zero at the time. And Notre Dame, they kind of had their season uh, on edge. They were five and two at home, and they dominated. They dominated USC forty eight to twenty. <laughs> Uh Caleb Williams, not not the best game for him. Um, another bad performance for their defense and uh they get their first loss and Notre Dame, you know, they they avoid the the back breaking loss and they, they they stay alive. So uh Notre Dame they definitely showed up to play for this one. 48 to 20. Uh Notre Dame uh lives to fight another week. Um and then we'll go to Oregon and Washington, the the coveted game of the week. Um it was, I think it was 5-0, 5-0, and, oh, and, oh, and Washington ended up winning this one 36-33. to, to 33. Bo Nix, uh, Michael Panix, I have a couple notes on them uh, when we hit our little uh, thoughts at the uh, at the end here, but definitely a great game between both of these teams. Um, you can definitely see why these two teams have, have won as many games as they have. Those are very two two very good teams going at it. So uh, Washington gets the win on that one. Uh, Alabama squeaks out a win, um, 24-21 over Arkansas at home. Um, North Carolina, they are a hot team right now. They are undefeated, one of the best in the nation, um, I think, uh, 41-31 over Miami. Um, Louisville gets upset for their first loss of the year uh, on the road against Pittsburgh. It was kind of a trap game potentially, but uh, when you looked at Pittsburgh and how they weren't really playing up to par this year, you kind of expected Louisville to continue their um, their winning streak, but it came to an end, um, and a lot, of, a lot of it has to do with uh, the defense of Pittsburgh, and I can kind of talk about that later as well uh, because I did notice a couple things. but. Uh, moving on, Oregon State—they get a win, thirty-six uh, to twenty-four. Oregon—I think I remember mentioning last week that they came off a pretty good win at home on Friday night, um, and it kind of bolstered into this week here. And they take—they—they they, they took care of business against UCLA, uh, who now has their, their their second loss of the year, thirty-six to twenty-four. Oregon State takes that one. Um, I don't know if I have any other games. Oh yeah, I do have one here. Um, I have two more. So Kansas on the road—they <laughs> were ranked, and they got pretty much. Uh, obliterated uh, defensively 39 to 32 uh, they they fall short against uh, Oklahoma State Um, and then the last one here Missouri on the on the road gets the upset win over Kentucky who who was kind of hot going into this game Um, but they they fall at home uh, 38-21 and I do expect Missouri um, to probably hop into those rankings but uh, Tony any
1: final thoughts on this crazy week here? definitely I, I was gonna hit on the Missouri game as well um I know you guys all kind of were really high in Missouri I was a little hesitant but man uh, yeah they they I feel like after that that game they deserve um a playoff spot um unfortunately Washington State their kind of woes continue again lost that close game last week to US- UCLA and now uh this past week they got routed by Arizona got to give them a little bit of credit Arizona was a really good team I feel like um they're kind of underrated I feel um they did gave uh, USC kind of all their money? Also, LSU finally got a convincing victory and a solid defensive performance. I would say, uh, as you mentioned, uh, that Notre Dame defense really uh, kind of flexed their muscles and made Caleb um, really struggle there. Uh, also, t- a lot of people kind of think Tennessee's a little bit iffy. Um, they grit out another kind of close win, and they're five and one, so that's kind of interesting as well. Um, you, you mentioned it to, uh, North Carolina. I mean, man, they're, they're just a quick striking offense. They can throw bombs whenever they kind of want to. And it's kind of crazy that even though they're undefeated, um, they're, they're still at like 12, but I guess when you do kind of look at the top 25, you can kind of understand why there's a few teams kind of above them. Um, and then Michigan, again, just looks like they're playing in a, a soft conference, 52 to seven. Um, and then kind of, as you mentioned to Alabama, just kind of, not really getting super convincing wins this year but they're fighting and staving off the competition and and i think they're five and one as well six and one excuse me so again they're right there in the fray despite everything but that's really all i got unless you got some more notes
0: yeah tony i wanted to talk some quarterbacks um and other things as well we'll start with the the must watch i considered the, the Penix versus nicks a must watch football and it actually turned out to be must watch because these are two quarterbacks that i'll be looking at a little bit closely um, and just from looking at this game and some past games, I think Penix, his arm talent just is incredible. Like, well, when he has the time and he goes to the perimeter to his wide receivers, he puts the ball in the spot. Like, he, his accuracy is just, I, I think I'm blown away with his accuracy. And he, He's a lefty, so you don't see a lot of lefties come out. So he's going to be another one of those prospects where, you know, I don't know how offenses maybe change because he's a lefty or how, how they do things. I don't know if there's much of a change from a lefty to a righty, but um, I like Penix's accuracy. He's very mobile. He's a leader. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd like him as an overall prospect. I think he deserves to be in that tier one where uh, maybe Caleb falls and Drake May falls. I think Penix is right there. Um, but then when you talk about Nix, you know, he doesn't blow me away with his talent, to be honest. But I, I like the way he creates plays uh, with his legs. He does have some sort of a playmaker inside of him a little bit um he, he can extend plays he has his vision down the field he makes throws on the run uh he's also very tough too he kind of reminds me of a Will Levis but a little bit more uh, experienced and polished so uh two different quarterbacks but these two different quarterbacks made for a really good show um and it ended up to be what a, a high scoring game and it was within three so uh, a great performance for those two quarterbacks there and overall for those teams but um after that one, Louisville, I. I Watch the highlights of this game. I don't think I tuned into the entire one, but um, I noticed Pittsburgh, they just had an outstanding, outstanding second half, scoring 17 in the third and then seven to close things off in the fourth. They were just able to keep the pedal to the metal um, against Louisville, who came in hot. Um, and I think they started the game pretty hot too. But um, Pittsburgh's defense, specifically with a pick six, um, got to shut the door on Louisville. So good job on Pittsburgh. I don't really know if that's going to boost them up at all because they are two and four. So uh, that might be their best win of the season, um, if you think about it. But then, Tony, we talked about it last week. Missouri, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, when they played LSU, Missouri had a chance against LSU. They were up against LSU. They had a chance to beat them at home, and they kind of let that one s- slip away. But then when you look at this game, they go on the road and dominate Kentucky. They had a chance to be 7-0. and If you really think about it, if they would have held on to that game against LSU, they kind of poo-pooed that one away. Um, they, I mean, six and one is still something sh- you should be proud of, but they ever, they had a chance to be seven and zero, so it's going to be interesting to see how they um well, what they do uh, throughout the year. So I'm I'm going to be hopping on the Missouri bandwagon just still watch it, just to see it happen. But um, another thing I don't think we mentioned this um the collapse of Colorado. Uh, I'm not sure how much they were up. I think it was 29. Um, and um, uh, Stanford just marched back. <laughs> I mean. They, I, I don't know how they did it. It just, it was points after points after mistakes from Colorado. Um, Stanford was able to get points up on the board, able to tie it late take it, I think, into two overtimes. Um, before Shadir Sanders threw a pick and it led to a field goal for, for Stanford to to win it, but um, not a good look for Colorado <laughs> to be honest. So, um, and the last thing I don't mean to um, talk too long here, but Keon Coleman, um, I've been watching him. He's a dog. I, I like him. I want to watch more of him. Um, and that's going to be it. Tony, you led the week with four predictions, right? Um, and I think the rest of us had two. So, um, a quick little
1: victory speech from you, bud. Oh, I just keep going back to the cliche one, you know, just, uh, really proud, uh, of the teams that I picked and thanks for making me look really good. Cause I know some weeks I can be, uh, pretty shite, but this week I looked pretty good. <laughs> I, guess.
0: I think he led last week, too, so congratulations on that. Hey, I don't want to spoil anything, Tony, but it, it continues to look up for you, too, and not just on the college football side. Hint, hint. So, um, moving on to week eight. Really? Um, yeah, that, that's right. Uh, we'll start with the 11 a.m. battle between 7th-ranked Penn State and 3rd-ranked Ohio State, both 6-0, and o, both 3-0 and o in the Big Ten. Tori, we'll start with you. Ohio State... At home, favored to win by four and a half against Penn State.
1: Mm. It's, I mean, really the the crazy thing is yesterday. Um, I saw an article that said the average price to go to this game for a ticket seven hundred dollars. The cheapest seat is two fifty for a nosebleed. That tells you something about where college football is going. You cannot just go to a casual game anymore for like 40 50 bucks it is open up your wallet like you're going to an nfl game um arguably one of the top probably two or three big 10 games of the year for matchup wise i would say um obviously i'm gonna go i State. hopefully they have all their their main guys kind of coming back those three guys that i mentioned earlier um i feel like you know as long as they do that and kyle mccord looks like he's trending up Penn State, though, they're coming off a 63 to nothing win against uh, Massachusetts. So, kind of an opponent to beat up on and kind of get some confidence coming in this game. Um, Ohio State kind of had a, a good, uh, uh, I think they're coming off their bye. But um, so they've had plenty of time to rest up and yeah, should be great. I'll go Ohio State minus four and a half. How about you? Let's have some fun with this one.
0: Let's start things off. I think Penn State, they've done a great job of running the ball and playing gritty football. Cool. Um I'm going to take Penn State. Maybe not to win necessarily, but to to keep it within the four and a half. So I'll take I'll take Penn State. Parker, welcome to the podcast. Let's talk some Ohio State. Who you got?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm right there with Tony. You know, as an Ohio State fan, I, I got to roll to Ohio State. <laughs> Fair enough. I
0: don't have Josh's picks yet, but uh, we will get them for sure. Um, and moving on, we will go to Alabama. They are hosting Tennessee. I got to scroll to the game. It uh, looks like Alabama is ranked uh, 11th and Tennessee is
1: 17th. Alabama at home is favored to win by nine, Tony. Man, so that cl- so climbed another half a point since looking at this. Uh, I'll go Bama. I-, I think Tennessee is pretty gritty, but I feel like Alabama at home will just find a way to probably win convincingly. So I'll take Alabama minus nine. I'll be a- yeah, me too. You know, 9 is kind of a big spread, but I just don't feel confidence in
0: Tennessee. They look very shaky. They almost lost last week. They uh, won by three points, so I'm, I'm going to take Bama, Parker. What about you?
2: Yeah, I'm going to roll with Bama as well.
0: Perfect. Okay, moving on. We have FSU. It's, I mean, it's it's a rave game here, but uh, I don't know if uh, the batters <laughs> are are going to be thinking that this is too close, but uh, we have fourth-ranked Florida State undefeated, uh, hosting 16th-ranked Duke 5-1. and one. Um, Right now, Florida State is favored to win by 14.5. Tony,
1: what do you got? Definitely. Yeah, and I think this is in large part still to the kind of uncertain uh, status of Riley Leonard. I feel like he's not going to be... I haven't heard any news, so I don't think he's playing this game because I feel like we would have um, if he was going to. So I'll, I'll take Florida State minus 14. I think they're just... Unfortunately, they're just a lot better than you. Yeah, me too. I'm taking Florida State. Barter, who you got?
2: Yeah, I hate to do it, but I got to take a lot of Florida State as well.
0: Okay, moving on. We have an interesting one here. 14th-ranked Utah um, traveling to USC uh, to face the Trojans. It's 5-1 versus 6-1. Tony, USC is favored to win by a touchdown
1: and an extra point. Who you got? And uh, it's crazy because I don't think USC can play that bad two times in a row but man Utah like they always seem to show up um in these games against USC the last couple of years man oh man I mean this really is tough I think I'll go USC I, I feel like the, this is kind of like a, a revenge game kind of if you will for them because I mean the, like Utah has taken almost everything from them in the last season and a half just about so I'll say USC uh, minus six and a half Yeah, you know, as much as I like Utah, their
0: defense, I don't like their quarterback. I'm not sure the status of their starting quarterback. (laughs) I I just don't know. You know, maybe they they get USC um, off the field on a couple of drives, but I I just don't know if they can sustain drives. But it is against a really friendly defense in USC. Uh, With that being said, I think USC bounces back here. Um, I'm going to take them at
2: home by seven. But we got... Yeah, I'll go with uh, your darlings, uh, USC. Uh, I'll go with the <laughs> Uh Perfect. This is going
0: to be a game where uh, Josh is actually going to be attending. Um, I got. I don't know where it is. Oh, it's not a ranked game. That's right. But um, the two unranked teams, Clemson visiting Miami, and right now Clemson on the road is favored to win by three and a half. Tony.
1: Hmm. I'm kind of glad Josh isn't here and he'll probably hear it, but I'm going to go Miami uh, plus three and a half. I feel like, you know, two in a row. I know Clemson, like, is historically, recently, they've been really, really good against Miami. I don't think Miami has beaten them in a handful of years, but uh, I'll take Miami at home to end this end the bleeding. How about you?
0: Yeah, I like Miami this year. They've disappointed me the last couple of weeks, like, tremendously. and. Um, I'll take oh gosh what am I doing I'm putting my clown mask back on I'll take Miami again you know if you first you don't <laughs> succeed try, try again Parker
2: question mark yeah, I told you before uh, this week that uh, I don't even know why you picked this game uh, you got one team that's solid against a team that sucks uh, we all know which team sucks and that is not Clemson so I think you know which team I'm going with according to the betters it's a very evenly matched game
0: and they're both four and two so
2: well, they must not have uh, hand job. They so not, uh, lost the
0: last two weeks. That's true. It, I mean, to be fair, Miami should have only one loss, but there's no more to be fair in college football, I guess. So, um, yeah, um, looks like we have a yeah guy sweep on that one and the last three games as well. So um, when you talk very, about one I'll sweep. I'm by going with Miami. and go going with Clemson. said Clemson. Oh, that's right. That's right. My bad. I, ugh, you know, your your love for Miami just took me over there. My fault. My Uh, okay perfect we will hop onto the nfl side here if i switch over quick enough uh we'll go back to week six um where the chiefs kind of they give i mean denver just didn't stand a chance in this game 19 to 8 uh the chiefs take this division matchup and move to 5 and 1 um and then we go to the london games where the titans fall to the ravens 24 to 16 um what do i got here then we'll head to Atlanta, where the Falcons fall to the Commanders and break the streak of Desmond Ritter at home, twenty-four to sixteen. And then Barker, I can I can start things off with this one: the Vikings taking a nineteen to three win over Chicago um, in Chicago. Uh, for me, really, I don't have a lot of notes on this one. Um, let's see if I can muster it up here. Oh gosh, uh, offensively we were crap. Too many mistakes again. Uh, one touchdown, and I don't even know what quarter that was. The first, I think. Um, then after that, because sustain any drives. I did quarter. Uh, S- second quarter, thank you. Um, a whole lot of field goals before that. Uh, defensively, you know, good pressure against a, uh, an offensive team who doesn't look um, there, to be honest. A lot of guys that were unblocked, uh, unmanned, and they, it just didn't look right. Uh, but we were able to generate some pressure. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, special teams, we we missed a kick and we made a bunch of kicks. Whoop de do. Um, I mean, that's really all I have for this game. This this game does not make me any more happy or you know confident with my team. It actually makes me less confident because we played such a bad game in the second half. That second half, just I, I can't believe we were able to win the game because of that. Because of how bad we were. I mean, just we were stuck behind. Like the twenty yard line, the entire second half, we could make it past that twenty yard line mark. We weren't able to get first downs. Um, our defense really held us in the game the entire time. Um, that's really all I had, bargain I mean, nothing, nothing on my side that I'm confident about. What about
2: you? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, if we're talking about non-confidence, uh, you've you've <laughs> probably went down the right street. Uh, I'll just start this with uh, a very simple sentence, and that this season is fucking over. This season is fucking over. Uh, There's no way that any Bears fan could have any sliver of hope after watching what we just watched last weekend uh, of any player on this team to have any success at all long-term on this team uh, as long as these coaches are in other uh, positions that they're in um you know like you said I mean it was just that 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 game might have been the worst game i think i've ever watched where like starters were actually playing uh you know the majority of the game I and mean, the majority of starters uh were playing you know obviously we missed our quarterback in the second you guys uh were without your wide receiver but uh just the ineptitude of of mediocrity that just oozed out of the field. Uh just was was so plain and so so out there. I mean, there it was the most boring game i I think I ever watched because at, at least in blowout losses, you get to watch one good team and one bad team. You know, when, when you watch it when you watched that game last Sunday, there wasn't a good team and there wasn't there just wasn't a good team. They were both bad and the Bears were saying, you know, you guys have it. We don't want it. You guys can take it. Minnesota's saying, no, you guys can take it. Go ahead. You guys can have this one. And, you know, it just came down to, uh, you know, Getze and, uh, you know, his play calling was abysmal all day. Against a Vikings defense that, you know, Ram, you'll probably second this. It's just they're just not a good defense. They're a bad defense. They They have been lacking in the secondary all year long. And we chose to not target those areas at all, um, which is just mind-boggling to me. But uh, you know, Fields goes down. Yeah, you know, that's the reason I said that the season is fucking over because uh, Fields is, is done. Uh, dislocated thumb. Uh, if I was him, I would sit out the rest of the year. I would come back because uh, why would you want to come back uh, playing for a team like this? Uh, just go out there. You've you've got you know. Some footage, some highlights that you can play for a new team that that might want you. Uh, if I was a team, I would want you. Uh, if, if I was the Rams, you know, looking to move on from a from an old quarterback, or even Minnesota looking to move on from a player, I, I think Fields would fit really good on your on your team. Or, um, um I'm sure you'd be happy to have him too um, on your team. Uh, but you know, obviously, I want nothing good. For this team to to happen, I want everything bad uh, to happen. I want the Panthers to start winning games. Uh, I want Caleb to start being bad. Uh, I want Harrison to look bad too, because I don't want anything good to come to this city. I don't want anything good football wise to come to this city, because uh, just for the for the, forever now, they've been the worst team. They've been pathetic jokes. They've been the laughing stock of the league. They're right up there with the Browns. They're right up there with the Texans. They're right up there with those teams that have been historically awful. And um, you know, if, if we're gonna suck, I don't want any I don't want any good players to have to deal with that here in Chicago. So hopefully DJ Moore can find his way out as well. But uh yeah, this uh the season's over. Uh I, I don't know what they're do, but uh we gotta watch Tyson Badgett the rest of the year, so maybe we'll have a good backup for next year or something. This season's over. This season's a wash. Uh, It just sucks that it's it's only week six and, you know, literally there's zero positives that we can even talk about uh, on the Chicago Bears side, uh, most things. But, uh, yeah, Rob, I'm sorry that, I mean, glad for you that, you know, you got to actually do something fun, uh, you know, over the weekend instead of having to sit through that misery uh, for the full three hours, uh, you know, like I did. Uh, So uh, glad that you only got to win it is half of it. I'm sorry that you even had to re watch it. Uh, I know you you were uh we were watching it together uh a little bit of the party the other night and uh I'm I'm really sorry that you even had to watch that. So um you know hopefully that you guys can, you know, use some of the players that uh are are behind on your roster and get to see what you guys have. But on the Chicago Bears side, uh yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, um, and it's even
0: more of a gift for NFL fans because, you know, they'll get to see us a little bit later in the
2: in the year on Monday Night Football Parker, me and you. The band a, there's no way that they can keep that game there. It's going to have the lowest ratings of any game ever. Yeah, no, <laughs> you, yeah
0: at, at the part of the year where where, where you'll see a lot of bad. Uh, Halloween, That's the,
2: the uh, day before Halloween.
0: That's a good question. I want to, you know, give me give me a second. Let's let's see when these two teams play again. I'm going on the Vikings schedule right now. Give me one second, because I thought it was a little bit later down the year. Yeah, it's you know, it's actually November. It's Thanksgiving time, so have fun with your barf bucket, Parker. If they it's on
2: Thanksgiving,
0: it. yeah, November twenty seventh. Well, it's the
2: Monday after, so all the Monday after. Well, at least uh, all the good games will be played by then. So maybe we'll just. That's true hey that's true we'll be the little You're leftovers
0: fine. at the end that nobody likes to eat so um yeah I mean nothing positive on my side just
2: that's for sure I was, one thing I know is the uh, Madden cast is definitely not going to be doing, doing that game they're going to be doing something different they're going to be
0: like doing a skit or something they they won't even be watching the game but um, maybe they'll yeah. get like a
2: Toy Story one or something <laughs> that would make the game Ghost actually Ghost yeah. entertaining I'm sure just... <laughs> Or it's Nickelodeon or something.
1: They're in Andy's room.
0: Oh God. <laughs> the, the team that loses gets slimed instead of the MVP. I think they should shake it up. got to give the losers <laughs> the treatment. But yeah um
2: the uh team that loses gets uh uh, uh delegated in from an XFL team or something. Yeah, oh, I guess yeah. they get sent down to another
0: league. So maybe they'll put the, put a kick in the ass to all the players and maybe the game might be good. Um Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh, God, what a bad week this was for our teams. And, I mean, for me, I'm just yelling to Kirk to waive his no-trade clause because it's time to move on. There's no point in winning. I don't want to be that guy with, you know, take, take, take. I was against the people that used to do that to, you know, wish for their team to lose. But at this point, I mean, what is there to lose to lose? You know what I
2: mean? You look down the uh, list of positives of winning and it gets slighter and slight, slighter and slighter and slighter. And And you look at the positives as losing and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's kind of hard to say, Hey, I want them to win because you know what, what's the point? I think I've seen someone around, I'm sorry to be talking about this game for so long, but I've seen someone say that um, come the end of the year, Vikings are going to be pissed off about winning the last two games that they've won. That's what I'm scared of, man. I mean, all this stuff we can talk
0: about about losing. It's just, you know, held up by the rotation of quarterbacks that just could be in Minnesota. You know, Caleb Williams not so much. I don't think will be worst team in the league, but Drake May, maybe Michael Penix. I mean, you gotta
2: lose, man. You gotta start over. Kirk Cousins is not the answer anymore. Right at 36 or whatever. It's just like, like, how can anyone look? At this, as as any sort of positive at all about a competitive team that is is out there,
0: and I know I get these these guys don't want to lose their jobs. I get it, so you know keep coaching. But I'm gonna I am i would not be open from my couch that at the end of the game I see that the other team has more points than us. Sorry, um, and I hope you keep your job too. But we'll we'll see, uh, Tony. Funny enough, we're going right to you for a 17-3 win over the Seahawks. I actually rewatched this game. Tony, I'll let you take over this game for your
1: thoughts. Seven, uh, 17 uh not uh 17 here, but uh yeah, this this game pretty much No, oh, you're good. Uh the Bengals did the majority of their offense on uh their two scoring drives um in towards the end of the first quarter and towards the or kind of in the middle of the second quarter. Um when this is this is a game where when you look at the stats when you look at the stats from both teams you would think that this game was dominated by Seattle um to be honest with you um Gino had over 320 passing yards um Burrow had about 180 um i believe the the total yards were um let's see 384 to 214 in, in favor of Seattle um third downs Three of eleven for Cincinnati, five of twelve for Seattle. Um, just not really a great day, to be honest with you. Kind of kind of a game like your guys. There's just it was really sloppy. At the end of the day, our defense saved us multiple times. We we should have lost this game, I, I feel like. I, I thought um on those two scoring drives, our offense looked really, really solid. Um it was awesome to get uh andrell yet uh Yosivas trying to still trying to learn how to say his last name and uh it was his birthday got his first career touchdown that's really awesome um Tyler and Boyd got his first touchdown uh reception of the season um Jamar had a little bit of a, a quiet day six catches I think for 80 yards not necessarily quiet but just you know for his standard coming off of last week um no running game pretty much I think we had like 43 rushing yards in the entire game uh so it was just I mean, it's just crazy because uh, when you look at the, the stats, the, the, the Bengals were two for two in the red zone. So they only went to the red zone twice. Seattle was in the red zone five times, and they only got one touchdown. Um, so like I said, our defense really, really saved us, and they came up huge in that game. Mike Hilton and uh, uh, Cam, uh, Taylor Britt, it was also his birthday. He had an interception. Um, he set up really his his diving catch and return really set up our only points of the second half with a field goal and that's really what kept it a four point game so that Seattle never went for the field goal when they got inside the red zone there uh, late in both times because I mean I don't blame them for going for it I would have went for it both if I was them too but um, man it just escaped by the by our fingernails because I I really don't think we should have won that game but um, we'll take it. I guess at this point, a, a dirty, a dirty, nasty win is the same as a good looking one, as Josh Allen said the other night. Um, so I, we're three and three. We're back to five hundred. We'll, we'll we'll see where this kind of goes moving forward. We do have our buy, so that's kind of good. Maybe work out some kinks and focus on getting better. Another week for Joe to kind of focus on getting better as well. Um, or just kind of. Steadily getting closer to 100%. But, yeah, it, it was kind of like, it was. Just, I was really happy that they won, but at the same time, kind of like your guys' game, there's just a lot of eh, to be honest with you, after they got the this second touchdown.
0: Yeah, Tony, I'll give you my thoughts real quick. I don't know if you really care for my thoughts, but I just wanted to provide something because I I, yeah, I chose this game to rewatch over all the other games um, because Ooh. I didn't get a chance to really watch it. Uh, to begin with, um, I thought these two secondaries, you know, they, they got some dogs on both teams, Tony. I don't know if you're paying attention, but so the, the Bengals, you, you mentioned Cam Taylor, Brett, he was a dog. He was breaking up passes. Then you have Dax Hill, a guy that's probably one of the hardest hitting safeties in the league right now. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen him, but my gosh, every time somebody catches a ball in front of him, he, he's making them pay every single time. Dax Hill. I like him. I like watching him. He's fun. Um, Probably better over uh, over my my guy Lewis C who hasn't even played it down yet. Um, so it's good to see a guy like him, you know, perform well. And he's a hard hitter, so I love hard hitting safeties. Um, and then when you go to Seattle, they were they were balling too. They have Devon Witherspoon, Reek Wallen, uh, Julian Love, Jamal Adams, who's looking good, and Quandre Dates. So for me, the something to take away is how good some of these defenses were, um, and it shows by the score. But when you watch the game itself, they were. Causing turnovers, front, the, the front sevens on both teams were causing havoc. Um, I thought Joe Burrow did a great job of moving. He has been getting better every single week with that. Um, so it's definitely positive moving forward for them. But um, two really good defenses, underrated in my opinion. But yeah, overall, um, a good game there. Um, moving on, we have the Browns with an upset win over the 49ers, 19-17. to um, Gives the Niners their first loss on the season. Um, and that's not going to be the first loss uh, for a team that we're going to be talking about. So stay tuned. Um, but yeah, the Browns with a um, a missed kick from the 49ers kicker um, <laughs> jolted them to, to win over the Niners. So uh, that's good for the Browns while they try to get Deshaun Watson back. Um, and Josh is not here yet, but um, I can kind of go over this game a little bit. Um, I didn't watch it too much, but just another offensive explosion for the Dolphins as they um take out the Panthers 42 to 21 a couple things for the Panthers for me I thought um they looked better offensively and they did make a change this week to play calling um for their offense but in the first quarter they outscored Miami 14 to 0 I would say that's a pretty good win <laughs> uh, a small win for the Panthers um they sustained drives I thought Bryce Young looked like himself I thought the scheme looked good Chuba Hubbard looked good um and they were able to stop the Dolphins on some drives um, but then the Dolphins just took over with twenty-one points in the second, seven points in the third, and then fourteen in the fourth. Um, and at that time the backups were in. So um the Dolphins continuing their historic season, I think, uh offensively. Um, and they go to five and one while the Panthers drop to 0 and six. Um, next up we have the Jaguars, you know, continuing their curse over the, the Colts um in Jacksonville, thirty-seven to twenty. Um uh, the Jaguars have a quick turnaround this Thursday um, with some questions to their, their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, to see if he might play with an knee injury sustained in that game. So uh, we will keep a close look on that one. Um, and then the team that they will be playing, the Saints, Nolens. Nolens.
2: Nolens.
0: They go down to the Texans, the surprisingly fun Texans, 20-13 to 13 in Houston. Uh, so the Saints obviously looking to to get back quick uh this Thursday to bounce back from this game. Both teams moved to three and three. Uh the Patriots continue their um obnoxiously terrible season in Vegas, losing twenty one to seventeen. Um the Cardinals, they showed some fight in the beginning, but the Rams, um you know, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, probably one of the best tandems in the league right now. Um uh top five, top ten. Not not the best, but uh, the Rams, they take care of business. 26 to 9 over the Cardinals. Um, and then the Jets with an upset win twenty to fourteen over the Eagles. Um, so another undefeated team goes down, gets that first loss in the column. Um, the Jets with a good good win at home, they move to three and three. Um, and then the Lions continuing their dominance on the season twenty to six t- t- sorry, twenty to six on the road against the Bucks um, scoring points in every quarter, like they do, playing great, great defense. Um, they're just a complete team, in my opinion. Um, And then the Bills, kind of a scary game there at the end, Uh, came down to one final play, but they were able to hold on uh, against the Tyrod Taylor led Giants 14 to nine. And then a fun game at the end, uh, Monday Night Football, the Cowboys with a win over the struggling, struggling Justin Herbert led Chargers 20 to
1: 17. Um, Do you guys have any thoughts on this, Tony? Any final thoughts on the week? Uh, I guess for me, uh was the, the Jets-Philadelphia game, um, just kind of the way that game ended. Um, just not really good for the Philly uh, fans, and I think the team as well. I, I didn't really agree with uh, with the kind of forced-down attempt. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just think you kept the team to 12 points for the entire game. I, I know a field goal by them would have would have won it, but I don't know. I just... And then they he throws a pick, and then, and then the Jets just purposefully run in, even though everyone knew that the Eagles weren't even going to stop them. So I think they should have probably ran the clock a little bit there, but they did get it. And then um, I think we talked about it too. Like, every throw that pretty much that Jalen had on that last drive when they actually did have to go down was, I mean, it, it was close to being intercepted almost every throw that he had. And then the fourth down play, obviously, it was contested but just not good enough so tough way for them to lose and kind of get their first loss but i don't know sometimes these uh these first losses can kind of galvanize a team and maybe kind of wake them up so maybe this is something that moving forward can uh maybe make them wake up a little bit i don't know you you got any thoughts
0: well i wanted to set it to park before i gave my final thoughts on the week mark park anything you have on the week
2: yeah, um, actually I do. Um, you know, Rob, I know we've been talking about this sometimes whenever we talk, but um, I just was well, just bring this up and maybe really bring it back up if we talk about it. But it's just like a league the play has been like a really bad. Like just some offenses have looked just dead. Meanwhile, you have the Dolphins like scoring seventy points, and there's teams like the Patriots who struggle to score even thirteen points uh, you know, in a game and I don't know if it's what is going on, if it's the rules or if it's how coaching is or what, but I mean the 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 way that it looks to the human eye is it is it's shit. It is, it's just shit. It's it's bad football, uh it's poor football, uh bad offense, uh sometimes bad defense. Um, it just seems to me like, uh, like it's just gotten down a little bit, uh, since a couple years ago when we were se- seeing like really good games, like every single week, uh, there was thrillers, 35 to 32, 41 to 40, you know, games like that, uh, where, yeah, uh, I don't mind it low exciting game, but, uh, it's not that it's boring, but like these games have been actually boring games, uh, to like tune into, uh, i don't know that's just an opinion mike i think quarterback play has gone down
0: you know I don't, I don't know you have the kirks of the league that i mean time's running out for him um i don't know Yeah, a lot of injuries as well but you are right to I me mean, i do think i mean also Derek carr a guy that i was on when he was on on the raiders just looks like a statue in the pocket and it continues with the <laughs> saints and saints thought they got a guy when they signed up in free agency Like a whole new Derek Carr. No, he's the same Derek Carr. Let's calm down. He's still a statue. I'm with you, man. I think these teams, that that's you know that's kind of what we're talking about. You want to maybe think about getting a quarterback because a quarterback is a team. It's basically the team when you think about it, unless you have a complete team like the Eagles, um, the the Lions, or you know somebody that has a a, a lot of depth. You
2: think about you bring up the Eagles, but I feel like Jalen Hurts has looked. Really bad this year.
0: I don't think. He's he, I don't think he's looked bad. I th- I don't think he's looked bad. I think he's had a couple of bad plays. I know that, but I think when um, they have wanted to rely on him as a thrower, he's come through. He just had a, a bad game against the Jets. Um, so I don't know. I I don't, I don't think he's elite, elite like a uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, elite. Uh, maybe that's pushing him down a, a, a tier for me, but. I still think he's the guy and I still think he's, he's a good quarterback for me, but there already, there's some bad football being played. I think it starts with the quarterback position.
1: Um, I don't any, any thoughts on this. I'm right there with you guys. Uh, I really do feel like it kind of does ultimately kind of start It kind of goes through the quarterback. Cause I mean, you're the one starting to play. You're the one that has to recognize what coverage, what kind of defense you're looking at. You have to make an adjustment or an, an audible or anything like that. And, some of this stuff—it's just these guys just like throw up prayers, and it's like, really? I mean, come on, <laughs> just throw it away and live another day. But in their head, there they're thinking, "I got to make a play here because I'm playing because I got to impress." Or as the uh, as the uh, Oregon coach said, uh, you know, they're playing for clicks. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um, but and in, in also the yeah yeah, it's um, it's just not really good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we talked about it last week. There's the tier of teams that are good and they don't have problems. And then you have the rest of the league where there's either an <laughs> mediocre quarterback play and it pushes them down or bad quarterback play and it keeps them in the basement of the
2: league. So, um, Marker, right. I, I didn't have, have. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that I feel like, um, I feel like, like you look around the league, there's like, and I know there's, it's kind of like this every year, but, I feel like there's, like, maybe three bad, like, just bad teams that are just poorly coached, bad players, bad talent, bad owners, all that. And then there's, like, four teams, maybe five teams that are, like, elite, supreme. And then everyone else is just in this mediocre group of of three and three average, you know, two and three average, you know, three and two average, just very average teams very not great not bad just eight and eight great you know mediocre yeah and one thing those good teams have in common they have a
0: quarterback and they have the trenches not a lot of talent players i mean what i say too. yeah a great scheme great coaches but then also the trenches the trenches moves the team the quarterback you know puts points up for the team I think you just have to emphasize those two positions, really. As cliche as it sounds, you can kind of work with the talent you have on the outside with, you know, the, the playmaking talent and players, but you got to nail the quarterback. You got to nail the scheme and you have to nail the trenches, um, in my opinion. Not a lot of teams have done that so far. Uh, but anything final for me, Parker?
2: Uh, that's, that's probably all. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, I didn't have anything. I'm uh, a week, I don't think. Mm-hmm uh let me check my notes oh I, I wanted to mention one thing speaking about the Saints I, I'm on their ass I'm always on Derek Carr's ass and that he's gone to New Orleans or New Orleans and I'm still on his ass so um there was at the end there in that Houston game there were four they had four attempts they had a first down I think in somewhere in Houston territory where he could have taken a shot to the end zone and uh maybe won the game instead So the the Houston Texans, they stacked the lineup. They were blitzing him like crazy the last drive. I think it was man coverage with maybe one safety, But everyone else was, you know, trying to attack Derek Carr. And on those four plays, four straight plays, he threw prayers, like lobs these balls. Some of them were out of bounds and uncatchable. It was just unbelievable how unprepared that offense looked towards the end of that game. Uh, The blitz would come and Derek Carr would lob the pass and hey, it wouldn't even be close to his wide receivers. He wouldn't even be giving them a, sh- a chance. Um so the Texans just got into their heads and that was watching that live, watching four straight times them do that, just lobbing it up, um, hoping for a prayer. Uh one on one coverage was just astoundingly bad. Um I think that goes into what we were talking about earlier with bad football being played. So um Parker, that was those are my thoughts on things I wanted to kick things off. Uh maybe with some uh, we could talk some Dick Budkiss because last week, when uh, there's probably a, a good chance to do it last week when the Bears dominated on Thursday night football. Um, I think that day, Dick Budkiss passed, passed away. But um, I'll kind of let you take it away if you had some things to talk about with Dick Budkiss.
2: Yeah, I just was so happy that they won last week. Uh, fool's gold. But, you know, just so happy that I won last week uh, that, uh, you know, we, we really one for Dick last week and uh, you know, as bad as it sounds, uh, it's like we need legends to die on our team every single week that we play. So we've got something to play for. Otherwise we're not going to be playing, but uh, Dick Buck is, you know, he, he was the original like Chicago bear. I think when you look at their history of, of, you know, tough, big guys on defense, not now, but uh, back then uh, you have Dick Dick, Buckus, who was on really, really bad teams. He got drafted with Gail Sayers in nineteen sixty-five, which is a kind of a crazy draft if you really think about it. They got two you know, like generational kind of guys that are, are always talked about in uh, you know, football uh, football greatness. Um it, you know, he, he played on a historically bad one in thirteen uh team and he won defensive player of the year. So if that says anything about uh, the the testament and the determination and willpower of, of Dick Buckus, uh, you know, I don't know what will, but, uh, you know, you guys would always talk about him I was just looking over, you know, across the line back in the day when football players were scary looking and you would look at it into their, you know, into his eyes and he would just be looking at you like he wanted to just rip you from limb from limb and, uh, you know, he definitely went out there, hurt or not, and you know, gave it his all. Was was born in Illinois, went to uh Illinois for school and then got drafted by the Bears. So just a real, you know, homegrown product and uh, you know, the original Chicago Bear and you know, bitter and and you know, not bitter, but just a, a bitter Chicago Bears fan to the to the very end, uh, you know, tweeting about um you know, that they stink and things like that. But, uh, you know, we're going to, we're definitely going to miss him. And, and, and just earlier this year, uh, before the Packers game, uh, he posted a picture of himself and he said, uh, Someone give me some pads and a quarterback to hit. And I thought that was uh, quite the <laughs> quite the funny uh, picture there. But, uh, you know, we've, we've seen some of the uh, plays over the years and, uh, you know, a couple of them stand out. The uh, one where he, he catches the failed uh extra point in the end zone and have the ball <laughs> right to the right to the opposing player, and you know just that those kind of things in a, another play he intercepts it and <laughs> intercepts it and looks right at the guy and kind of does a little like uh <laughs> that battle onto uh, to him and uh you know then starts running down the field so uh just some some funny things from uh from a legend of the game and uh you know definitely. Um, uh, a funny quote I heard from him uh, from from someone was that you know death death was so cowardly to uh, approach him in his sleep uh, instead of trying to face him while he was awake because uh, they wouldn't be able to get him they wouldn't be able to get him if he was awake. So uh, I just wanted to you know give a little little shining light on on the maybe best Chicago Bear uh, if there ever was a best Chicago Bear, uh, probably Dick Buckus. Uh, rolling over in his grave right now seeing uh how the team is right now so uh but yeah uh dick buckus legend was 80 years old uh that guy was was one tough son of a gun. that's for sure
0: he was the epitome of the linebacking position and a lot of people tweeted about it when it when he passed away so you can see how much of a uh a player he was that he was looked up to by so many of these linebackers coming in. He's the epitome of being a linebacker in the league. So if you want to know how to play the position, just watch Dick Lucas, uh, because he has everything. Um, and he was also the epitome of the defense too because, you know, the linebacker in position, they call it the quarterback of the defense. So um, to be as good as he was um, on the bad teams but still perform well, that, that tells you all you need to know about him. But uh, he will be missed, but we will – Park, we can stay with you. Do you have any I'm sure there are some pieces of news, piece of news or in uh, or injuries, I could say?
2: Absolutely. Um so uh we'll talk about we'll start with a trade that just happened today and um, uh back to the Jets uh for a I believe they're trading a sixth um and they're getting a seventh and McCall Hartman back. Um so uh, they're getting another wide receiver piece Um uh, to help their, I don't know, ailing offense, if you could call it that. But um Julio Jones is gonna be signing with the Philadelphia Eagles um, after playing with the Bucks last season. He looked oh, he looked all right last season. Obviously, we're not thinking that uh, we uh, uh you know thinking that he that he might be done, but uh you know, he he looked pretty good, still has a little bit left to take. Um uh, I am going to be happy to see him uh, play with the Eagles. Uh, the Cardinals have uh, designated uh, Kyler Murray to come back from uh, the injury reserve. Uh, I don't know why they wanted him to play this year, why they're rushing him back, but uh, if it was me, I would probably let him maybe play at the end of the year, you not know, just to get some games in before the end of the season's over, but um, if they really wanted him to stay. But uh, you know maybe they just want to see what they got in him. But uh, he's going to be coming back. Um, Josh Allen, uh, he did get hurt in his shoulder, uh, but he says he's gonna be good to go. Uh, but I guess that's just something to, um, you know, uh, keep an eye on as well as uh, Williams, Kyron Williams for the Rams did get hurt as well. Uh, I think was it an ankle sprain, Rob, or was I wrong? Yeah, high ankle yeah. sprain or something like that. I think, he, I think he'll be out, um, uh, for a little while at least, which is sad. Uh, definitely for me too, or on my fantasy team, but. Uh, it's really a really weird situation and, uh, that's happening in Cleveland right now. Uh, where we see a Deshaun Watson situation where the team comes out and says that uh, he is cleared to play, but he is uh, telling people that he is not like ready to play, which is kind of confusing uh, to see what's going on right there. Just some drama uh that's going on i guess if you would call it that maybe but um yeah uh we'll go to some off the field issues with a former raider uh, i don't even know if this is worth talking about but Chandler jones uh we've seen him kind of spiral down to insanity uh almost as it seems um he is just posting weird things and starting instagram lives whatever uh he got arrested again Uh, just a couple days ago, or maybe today or something like that. But uh, he violated his domestic something uh, for the second time. And, uh, you know, it's almost at this point, I mean, someone's got to see this and kind of reach out to see if they can try to get him some help because it it doesn't look, from a person that's just looking at it from the outside, it doesn't look safe, it doesn't look um, very sane. So hopefully uh, they can get him some help. Um and then we'll go to another season ending injury for a quarterback just drafted. Uh the Colts pride and joy Anthony Richardson is going to be uh opting for season ending shoulder surgery uh which he sustained uh, last week uh when he uh took a uh a tackle pretty hard into the dirt. So uh hopefully He can get that uh, all taken care of and be ready for next year. Uh, Seems like they're going to have to go forward with him. Uh, Good thing that they have Minshew as their backup. Uh, The Dolphins' Jalen Ramsey will return to practice uh, this week, so uh, good for him uh, coming back for a defense that uh, really needs some, uh, some, some help. Um... Some injuries on the 49ers front, Rob. Uh We've got McCaffrey, Samuel Williams, uh, that they could play in Week 7. So uh, it seems like maybe 50-50 uh, with all those guys. Um, and like you guys said, uh, Lawrence, uh, he's he's optimistic that he'll play. So that seems like it's going to be uh, 50-50 as well. Uh, James Robinson signs with the Packers, uh, the former... Uh, good running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars has found himself bumping around teams, uh, ever since he got traded from them last year. That just happens with running backs, uh, it seems like. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of what I got, uh, so far. Uh, I don't know. There's not really massive, uh, news after that, other than, uh, Titans, uh, quarterback, uh, Tannehill, He got us he has a high high ankle sprain as well. He's gonna be out. So I think Malik Willis Willis is gonna be in, but that uh could provide some quarterback controversy. Maybe uh leave whatever his name is. Uh Mayo Eaten guy is gonna come and in, maybe in challenge for the first spot. The Mayo Eaton guy, Will
0: Levis is his name. Uh personally I think they should start him because <laughs> their <laughs> offense looks like shit. I mean like Oh my gosh! I, you should okay. Next time you see the Titans on Thursday night football, or not Thursday, it was Sunday morning football. Just sleep in, sleep in. You don't have to watch the London game if they're yeah, yeah or or any prime time game. Try to maybe make a date with the misses or the Mister. Or,
2: you, know, do you can throw the Bears in there too. Whatever they're playing, just skip them too. Just you know, do something else. Play Madden. You know, if you want to, if, you, if, you if if you want to, if if.
0: You know, if you're missing football and you want to play football, play Madden. Don't don't watch the Titans because they are a travesty, and they're really bad, and I hate them, with my with my
2: soul. Tony, <laughs> you won the week. Uh, ten X correct. Well, hold on, hold on, Rob, hold, hold on, hold on one second. Okay. There is two more things that uh I do. Oh man, injury news. Okay, some injury <laughs> news. Everyone's favorite quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo suffered a back injury, and uh, they're not sure if he's going to be. Uh, uh playing as well and like i said earlier justin feels dislocated thumb. he's going to be out uh for the foreseeable future that's fair that's a uh, two two pretty big injuries two quarterbacks um
0: starting quarterbacks so that's pretty big um yeah tony you won the week 10 picks correct uh josh had eight uh me at parker we were seven uh we were sharing uh the last place there but uh, Tony, awesome job! You you swept the week both college and NFL. So uh, well done. Um, let's get right into these games here. We'll start with Thursday. Um, not sure the status of Trevor Lawrence, and I don't think the betters know either, um, or maybe they do. And you know, regardless, they're they kind of go and go on with a pick'em here. But right now, uh, the Saints at home are favored to win by
1: one point. Tony, mm, it's based on your kind of analysis of uh, Mr. Derek Carr earlier, I'm going to go with the Jaguars plus one. How about you? Yeah, you know what, man? Jaguars—they're—they're they're starting to do this a
0: little bit. They—they're kind of shaky a little bit, you know. It took them a London trip for for them to eat some some biscuits and and tea, and you know, it <laughs> they're on their way up, and they beat the pretty good Colts defense. So, um, I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Jags, Parker. What
2: about you? So there's some technical difficulties over here. Um, um. It depends if uh, Lawrence plays or not. Uh, if he does play, I'll take the Jags. If he doesn't play, I think I'll take the Saints.
0: Yeah, that's pretty fair. Tony, are you that way as well? If Lawrence can't go,
1: no, I'll say I'll still take the Jaguars regardless. I don't. I, hey. Hey. I know. Some, you? I'm sorry. It's okay, man. Hey. I
0: like the confidence. Um, next up, okay, oh. Parker, when I get to my prediction, I, I have to talk you into something. Now, we have the Raiders. Is it a Chicago? Uh, and the Vegas
1: Raiders are favored to win by three. Tony. Vegas, 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 Vegas. Vegas, Vegas. Because uh, Mr. Garoppolo is out, I am taking the Chicago Bay. I had a boy. I think i get- um, How about you?
0: Parker, I, okay. First of all, I'm taking the Raiders. I like the way Brian Hoyer looked uh, in replacement of Jimmy Garoppolo, so I'm not sure if Jimmy plays, but I'll take the Raiders. But Parker, if we can just have the coaches of the Bears step away from the meetings, have it be a player-run meeting, let Tyson I'm uh, sorry, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Uh, let him lead he badges. Let him lead the meetings. Let him see what he sees. This guy can rip the ball, man. This guy can rip it. I've seen it. I. The small sample size we got in the preseason, the small sample size we got against Minnesota, he can rip it. He's a guy that is not scared to throw. I thought I thought Justin Fields was a little hesitant. The first play of the game could have let could have let
2: the ball go too go quick. He's scared to and throw. He's, he's scared to throw. And and a guy that's not scared to throw half like like I've been talking about. the coaching staff has killed that in Fields' mind. Because you see a rookie just come in just ready to just throw. That's how Fields was. And he is and he is no longer. Yeah, I if they
0: can just let uh badgeant go, I I don't think they win the game, but I think they'll show something. Something. But I'll take the Raiders. Parker we go? I probably know we get
2: done. It's tough because I know that, that 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 you know this team sucks, but I mean I guess I just don't know because Maybe with Badge and just throwing the ball, maybe we'll look good. Maybe we'll look decent, but it, it all really depends on the offensive line. In my opinion, I mean, we can't get a fucking snap to be in the guy's hands. So if we can't, if we can't even snap the ball, then we're done. I mean, we're we're toast. So uh, I I think there's way more risks that go on with Chicago than, than the Vegas Raiders although they're travesty too, but I think I'll take the Raiders. Fair enough. Um, moving
0: on, we will go to Indianapolis where the Colts uh, face probably the Deshaun Watson lists, Browns, Tony again, PJ Walker, probably getting the start there. They're getting two and a half uh, against the
1: Colts on the road. Interesting. I, uh, I think I'm going to go away from this one. I, I think I'll take the Colts at home. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I, I just think they'll win. Uh, so I'll take the Colts plus two and a half half. I'll
0: you. This is a tough one. You know, the Browns have probably played the best defensively uh, in, in the league. Um, and, you know, oh, man, I don't know about this one. Tony, I'm going to take the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts to win this one at home. Um, I don't know if I'm crazy or not. Parker, what do you got?
2: I think this is going to be an extremely low-scoring game. Uh, I think the only reason that the Browns win is because their defense is good. So I'll take the Browns. PJ Wabaka Fair sucks, him. by the way. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, the Bills on the road,
0: they will probably be with Josh Allen. There were there there is some concern this week; he is limited with the shoulder, but something to monitor at least. But uh, they should have him on the road against the Patriots division matchup. Tony, uh, Buffalo's favorite to win by eight and a half.
1: Mm. I'm, I'm going to take Josh's kind of mentality on these uh, the division games uh, I'll take New England plus 8.5 um, but I, I think Buffalo still wins uh,
0: you know a bounce back is needed for that offense uh, I'm going to take oh man the Patriots get blown out because 8.5 is pretty much kind of close to a blowout you know um, I'm going to take That's Buffalo I'm going to take the Patriots to keep it within Eight and a half, and especially the over/under right now is forty-one. I, I think the Patriots keep it a little bit closer, Marco. What
2: do you think? Oh, I think the Patriots. Uh, I've got just got a lot, a lot of hot takes, maybe some factual things, but they look, they look pretty, pretty damn awful. So I, I think just based off of that fact alone that they literally look like trash. Uh, I think I'll take the Bills. Oof. Man, I wish I could change my pick now. The score a love- total Nineteen points
0: <laughs> the last three weeks. Yeah, I need as hell to be a Patriot fan. Patriots fan this year. But you know, they, they deserve to be through L a little bit. They they've they've had it nice. They, they've, they've had it nice. So um yeah, moving on, uh NFC East Division Collision. We have the Commanders visiting the Giants, and the Commanders are favored to win by two and a half, Tony. And I will take exactly that. Washington minus two and a half. I'll be... I am also on Washington Bargo.
2: Yeah, I'll take Washington as well. Somehow Howell's been looking pretty
0: decent. Yeah, uh, somebody you can think about uh, picking up in fantasy, by the way. Um, Moving on, we have the Falcon. Another division uh, matchup here, the NFC South. We have the Buccaneers hosting the Falcons in Tampa Bay. Their favorite win by 2.5, 37.5 over under, Tony. Kind of a low-scoring game there.
1: Very. Uh, I'll take the Buccaneers as well, uh, minus 2.5. Hopefully for them a get-right game. I'll be your own. Yeah. But actually I, I don't think Baker's right at all. I think he's injured. I think
0: it could go south for them right now. I think I think the Falcons win. Um I think Bijan is a is a good game. Uh Parker, what about you?
2: I just want to say something about the last game. I forgot that it was the Giants. Uh they're they also pretty damn shitty uh as well. But um this morning. Um I think I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay uh uh to win this game. I just trust their their offense, their defense, even if Baker's hurt uh more than I trust the the Falcons. Fair enough. Um, moving on, we have uh,
0: the team that beat the Buccaneers, the Lions. They are on the road to face the Ravens, five to one versus four and two. Right now, the Ravens are favored to win by three. Tony. Oof.
1: And I have been a supporter of the Lions, uh, de- uh, kind of silently, but I think, I think they meet their match. Uh, I think the Ravens are just going to eke them out a little bit, and they'll, they'll, they'll get them there. So I'll take the Ravens minus three at home. Be yeah, I th- yeah, I think the
0: Lions will struggle here a little bit. Um, I'll take the Ravens at home. I like them here.
2: Parker, what about you? You know, I'm shocked that they have the Ravens winning this game Uh, based off of what we've seen this year from uh, both teams. We've seen a team that's pretty damn good in Detroit. And Baltimore just two weeks ago looked, maybe played the worst football that they've played all season long. So I think I'll take the Lions to win this game. Ooh.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, we are past our twelve PM games because a lot of teams are on by. The Bengals, the Cowboys, the Titans, the Jets, the Panthers, and the Texans. But last week there were two teams on by. What are we doing in? I don't understand. It's- um The 3- three PM games are now up. We have the Rams hosting the Steelers. The Steelers coming off of a by. The Rams are favored to win by three, Tony. And I will take the Rams by three. How about you? Um I'll take Steelers. I don't know why I'm doing this. Maybe because they're fresh off of a bye. I don't know why, but I'll mm-hmm. take Ramil's bye when you get.
2: Uh, as long as Matt Canada is, has any tar- type of position in Pittsburgh, uh, it's going to be hard to pick them uh, to win games, so I'll take the Rams. Man, I could have a miserable week if some of these games
0: go uh, like you guys are saying. So, um... We have the Seahawks hosting the Cardinals, and they're figuring to win by eight. Tony Kyler Murray, he was something we could probably talk about. Kyler Murray was activated off the pup. Um He's not going to play in this one, probably another couple of weeks for him, but uh, Josh Dobbs will be in town to face the Hawks' eight-point favorites at home. Seattle instantly.
1: Oh, yes, our buddy Josh, we, we, we love him on here. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks at home minus eight. How about you? Yeah, me too. I
0: like. Their defense, just as much as I like their offense, are kind of my darling team. Man, I love the Seahawks. I love the way they're built. Quarterback, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'll take the Seahawks. I'm going by you.
2: Yeah, there's uh, not going to be a week this season that I pick the Cardinals to win a game. So uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks. Fair enough. Um, we have uh, a
0: mile high matchup here between the Packers, fresh out of a bye, um, and the Broncos, who are one and five. <laughs> Packers are two and three and are favored to win by one on the road. Tony.
1: Uh, we have a pick-on. Goodness. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos at home. I'll take Denver plus one. Yeah, I know. Kind of crazy. How are you? Uh, I'll take the Packers. I think
0: they're fresh. I think they get Aaron Jones back. I think they'll have their weapons back. They're a decent defense. I don't think they'll screw the pooch this time. Parker, what about you? That's
2: the best thing the Rob just said is that Denver sucks, and which they do. So I'll take the Packers to win. That
0: is exactly what I said out of my mouth. Um, Moving on, we have an interesting matchup. We need a team to bounce back. We have the Chargers fresh off of that poo-poo performance by Justin Herbert. Uh, Although he did statistically have a good game, he had some throws he could have made, which probably could have helped them win the game. Uh, They're going to be on the road to face the NFL darling Chiefs. Uh, Right now, KC is favored to win by five and a half to me.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs at home, minus five and a half. Oh. I had a piece coming
0: out. Sorry, right. um, I
1: will also take. Ah oh,
0: man, oh, it's a tough one.
1: It's just it's a tough game for the for the Charges. I feel it's like a, lot of a tough game. Game. team. You know, I
0: heard Frank Clark might be back with the with the Chiefs soon. That's just crazy to think about. Um, they have a good defense. They have a great offense, minus the wide receivers. I will take the Chiefs and be safe here, Parker. What about you?
2: Yeah, and you know, just like I was saying about the C uh, about uh the Cardinals about how I'm never gonna pick them to win a game, uh, it's gonna be the opposite with the Chiefs. I'm never gonna pick them to lose a game, so uh, I'm gonna take the Chiefs in this one. Fair enough. We will I agree. I agree.
0: There, um, the Finns will be on the road to face the Eagles, a five 0 one matchup between these two teams. And right now, first of all, the over under five uh, fifty one and a half, um. Which is pretty insane for NFL standards, um, but yeah, Philly, I don't dare their favorite win by two and a half, Tony.
1: Then he let Josh, if you're listening, I'm going to go with the Dolphins plus two and a half on the road. Oh, my leg in there? Uh, no, no, you're good. Yeah. I, I got it. Um, I'll take. Oh,
0: I, I can't keep betting against the the Dolphins because it, I. It, Let's go, Fins. Fins up, baby. I'll take the Dolphins on the road. Eric, what about you?
2: Yeah, the uh, the Eagles have looked uh, kind of like they've been struggling. Not even just last week, but even the weeks kind of before that. Uh, I know that they have a good record, but that doesn't always mean anything. Uh, and we'll take uh, we'll take the Miami Dolphins. I think uh, they've got the best offense in the league. Uh, it doesn't really matter after that. Uh, the The NFL loves offense and. The Dolphins, I think they've put up the most points and yardage by any team this far into any season in the history of the league. So, uh, you know, this team is really, really good offensively. And, you know, they got Tyree Kill, they got Mostert. These guys are are units at their position, uh, leading the league in, I think, pretty much every kind of receiving category. Tyree Kill... Is 150 yards away from a thousand already, and we're like six weeks into the season. I mean, that's good. that's actually mind-boggling uh, to even think about. But um, you know, these guys are are so good. They're they're my favorite team to watch this year. So I'll I'll take the Dolphins, no doubt. Yeah, that is that's that's fair enough. Um, looks like we're all fins up on this
0: one. Um, Monday Night Football. We have the Vikings hosting the Forty Niners. Not sure the of the status of those three players that Parker mentioned before, but uh, regardless, they're uh, taking Seat- uh, Seattle, San Francisco to be winning by a, a touchdown and an extra point, Tony,
1: on the road. Ooh. Uh, you're not going to want to hear this, but I'm going to take the Vikings plus seven at home. I know. I need to hear it, Tony. I need to hear it. Right.
0: I, like, I lost it. San Francisco being, my I'll take them to the go ahead.
2: You'll take Minnesota to cover? No, no, no. San Francisco all the way, baby. Oh, they'll take San Francisco. Yeah, I-, I was just gonna say if Minnesota plays anywhere near the the level of play that they played in the second half, honestly the whole game against the Bears, uh they're they're not gonna look too good. So I think I'll take the Niners by by a wide, wide, wide margin. Oof. Yeah, it... I mean,
0: I didn't even break the game down. It just slipped my mind. You know, I'm just taking San <laughs> Francisco. But I guess I can talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah, Matchup-wise, Kirk versus that great front seven, I don't trust him. He can't move. Uh, the passes are going to have to be quick. They're going to have to be schematical. Uh, we're going to have to run the ball, and the Niners don't give up running. pocket's going to have to be perfect. and' have to be a picture-perfect pocket for Kirk. Yeah. Uh boy. Uh, Kirk, you may want to consider that, that trade clause of yours because
2: uh, you, you still had a chance to do something. Still have a chance. Take a name. Go to a team where there's a good offensive line and you get to just stand back there like a statue.
0: That's true.
2: Like an absolute. Actually, is there a team out there that would trade for Kirk that has a good
0: offensive line? Maybe the Jets. I think they have a decent offensive line. I don't know if it's that good, but. Um... You could definitely go into a position where you can maybe win games. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Um yeah. Anybody have any final thoughts on this week before we I have a couple things on fantasy that I can go over. Just a couple of
2: way right. wire pickups, but anything final before we uh head to that? Uh, um oh, the Bears suck. I don't know if I mentioned that yet.
0: No, I I don't think you mentioned it, so it's good to bring that up, but uh or maybe maybe you can
2: play some uh, some Spider Man Two on the PS Five. Uh, maybe you know actually what I do want to talk about a team that's doing it the right way, and that's the Houston Texans. I like to talk about them because we're seeing a team that that has a defensive minded head coach that's young, Chicago that's young, that's building a great team that whatever the, whoever their offensive coordinator is doing a great job, maybe on the run game, but CJ Straub, Looks amazing with limited resources that he has in Houston, and it, and he looks really really good. So they did it. They did the right job by by bringing him in there. No, you're you're a hundred percent right. The the talent around him, like I said, I think last week it's not
0: like the greatest, but they have they have a one in college. I got a, so they have. I got a decent
2: offense to line too. Yeah.
0: I agree. They were banged up in the beginning, but Stroud was still able to kind of deliver uh, behind a banged up offensive line. They have that offensive line back. They have a a shaky defense, but it's been good against certain teams. And whenever they're good, they shut teams down. Uh, They are very good uh, with the man coverage type of defense that they play. But uh,
2: I think as long as they can keep this up, that they can be a good team in a couple of years, one of those 10, 11 women teams in a couple of years. Yeah, let me let me look at the standings cuz I don't know if they're that far off. I think they have a shot at maybe a wild card if they keep the I
0: mean if CJ Stroud continues a season, they will always have a chance uh in my right. opinion. So, so, yes. Since since we're kind of at the we we passed the quarter way mark uh on the year, let's <laughs> I just want to take a look at some standings and this is very raw. So I'm not I don't even think I took a look at this before, but um, right now, the Colts are leading that—not leading, but they're second in that division with the, the Texans tied for second. But Jacksonville, they are uh, leading that division, but only by one game. So that that division, I think, is up for grabs. Tony, what's interesting about the AFC North, the Bengals are the last-place team. But there's uh, the 3-2 and two Steelers, uh, which they're in second yeah. place, and obviously the Ravens in the first place. But, you know, there's there's not a lot of wiggle room for these teams to make the playoffs— uh, definitely. So they there's a lot of movement that can be happening. I think, um, yeah, there's not a lot of good teams out there. You know, statistically, the Dolphins.
2: don't forget the bad Canada factor. Pittsburgh, they're oh, getting into now, but they're not always getting.
0: Right. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, Park is right there as well. And we talked about the mediocrity. So the Bengals, they if they have altitude over here. I don't. They'll be right there. So. Um, yeah, we'll see how things play out. I wanted to go over a couple of fantasy football uh, waiver wire pickups, but um, I think the first thing I can say is to pick up Kyler Murray wherever you, if you have him in your league because um, I, I think he can put numbers up. I don't think he starts this week. I think uh, he, I don't think he uh, officially is going to be starting this week. I think that was announced today, but uh, maybe a couple of weeks he, he does get the start and he can be put right into your lineup if you're struggling to find a quarterback or if you've been on the waiver wire. He should be a guy that you, that you pick up now. Uh, so you can start him in a couple of weeks. weeks. Um, but when you look at the San Francisco 49ers backfield, um, you have Chris McCaffrey, not sure of the, of the status. I haven't even heard an inkling. I don't think he's practiced, but um, even if he does play, I think he'll be in a limited fashion. Um, my guess is that he doesn't play. I think he's inactive. Um, so that means Jordan Mason and Elijah, or sorry, yeah, Elijah Mitchell, they will be getting the, brunt, the carries. Um, I think Elijah Mitchell is the guy you want to go with. Um, because they're going to be running the ball. They're going to try to be running the ball against the Vikings defense, who is very aggressive. They they blitz a ton. I think they're uh, top in the league with blitz percentage. Um, so the Niners, I don't know what they're going to be planning on doing, but I I do think they're going to be trying to run the ball, maybe force the Vikings to play a little bit more of a standard uh, standard defense and not get too aggressive. And Elijah Mitchell, I think he's um, he was in that spot before in the past. I think he can get some opportunities. And Jordan Mason, to me, I, I would, I'm a little shaky on it, but he's still a guy that you can... Uh, pick up and not start yet uh, just to see how things go, but um, I mean, it's tough because if you don't play him, then you get Christian Caffrey back next week, so um, my pick between those two would be Elijah Mitchell. Um, moving down the list, we have Rasheed Rice. He's a guy that's been involved into the offense a little bit more. Um, I think he's in, uh, increasing his snap share every every single week, so it's good to see um, one receiver at least get the, some uh, attention for, for the Chiefs, so that's going to be Rasheed Rice. Um, moving on, we had Roshan Johnson, uh, Parker, any, any update on him? I think he might be back this week, isn't he? Still in concussion protocol. I believe he's doubtful to play. Ah, oh, well, with that being said, I, you know, Orman to me last week was, he was a couple of arm late tackles or shoestring tackles from, um, you know, being hey, in the end zone and having a really good fantasy day, at least. So, seems
2: like, um. Like, like, that's just the kind of guy that he is on this team. So, uh, you know, like I keep saying, any bear is a stretch to play right now because with Tyson Badgett coming in, we don't really know what their offense is going to look like. That's true. Um, if he's on your waiver wire, it
0: might be uh, a worthwhile pickup to pick him up and play him because he is starting and he is going to get the um, the, the stabs. but. Uh, Josh Downs is another guy he is a two on the on the Colts but he is a guy that has been um increasing his his workload and I think there are uh there are opportunities in, in that pass heavy offense with um their their quarterback Gardner Minshew because um they obviously don't have that running threat with Anthony Richardson they will be passing a lot so Josh Downs while he is a two I do think he can be involved a lot in that passing game so um he could be a cheap guy that you can pick up uh, Jeff Wilson Savon Ahmed I think um it should be a wait and see with them. You shouldn't be starting any of those running backs yet. Um so someone so two guys that you can pick up and just monitor for now. Uh Shuba Hubbard, he should be picked up now. And I think some teams will be uh dropping him because of the bye week. Um that could be your opportunity to stoop him up because I don't think um I don't think he is gonna be giving up any carries to Miles Sanders because Sanders quite frankly has had a good year and he's been injured. Um So while at worst, I do think it might be 75-25 with Hubbard and Sanders with Hubbard taking the majority, I think Hubbard eventually will uh, take the brunt of the carries, so he could be a guy that you uh, stash while he is on his bye week. Um, A guy that I picked up in my league, Craig Reynolds, I'm not really sure what to expect from him. I'm kind of just going with a dart throw uh, here because I do think he's in their heavy package with with their run game. They like to run the ball. Uh, Even if Jameer comes back, I don't think... Uh, Jameer Gibbs will be in that role as the power running back. Um, I do think Craig Reynolds takes that power back uh, role for the Lions and could see a lot of work. So I'm kind of banking on um, his high floor uh, this week. And a lot of uh, Zach Adams talked this week with the Rams, um, uh, obviously with with Williams being out and um, their other running back as well. Uh, being out, Zach Evans was the first guy that you see uh, available. So, um, with that being said, I don't think that he is going to take over the the leading the the lead back role just yet. Uh, might take a couple weeks because there are a couple other guys on there. They re-signed Daryl Henderson to their practice squad. They, uh, I believe, they brought up Royce Freeman um, from the practice squad as well. So there's just going to be a lot of mouths uh, to feed there because I don't think there's going to be that that main guy that takes the carries and is worth the fantasy start. But uh, we can definitely see after this week and monitor that. Um, but like I said, Sam Howell is a good pickup for this week. Uh, also, Desmond Ritter uh, on the road could provide some at least run value if you're looking for uh, a quarterback with with all those teams on buys. Um, and Michael Mayer, he should have been picked up already, but uh, he is looking uh, up with the Raiders' offense as well. They are targeting him uh, a ton. Um, but other than that, that's that's really all I had. Um, that's going to do it for another edition of a Young yeah, Guys podcast. We are getting closer to, to spooky season. Halloween's coming in a couple of weeks. Uh, then we got Thanksgiving, and then we got Christmas. So we're getting right into the juicy part of football. Um, we will talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you very much for, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.